0: started as any other day I the stories of every day welcome back mob Matt, we're deep in it aren't we we are deep in it. Elbow deep in it. Uh, yeah. O- October. October. O- I'm talking about October. October? Yeah. yeah. Elbow deep in it. And so we're going to do a spooky, spooky episode for all of you out there in the mob today. Um, I'm Josh, of course. I'm blazing blessed. Matt's over there. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. We got a new table. Yeah, we did get a new table. Thanks at the, to you. At the recording studio. And Feels good. I feel professional. It looks real nice. Honestly, I want... I think I. It feels like I need to wear a suit. Are we suits now? Um, yeah, could be,
1: could be. Okay. Uh, yeah. tuxedos, sure. tails. No pants, though. I'm just talking about nope, the top. No, just part. The tops, because well, I mean, you're not going to see the bottoms. Hmm.
0: Not until after the show. <laughs> That's what you think.
1: I should have got a glass table.
0: <laughs> should have. You missed your chance. So well. I thought about that. Well, speaking of that, we do have a story from Down Under today. From Down Under? Down Under. Uh, They make ghosts down there in Down Under. We're talking about Sydney, Australia, of course. I mean, I don't know what she would be thinking. Maybe New Zealand?
1: Yeah. I mean, all of it's Down Under. It's under there. Under where? There. there, You got me. You got me. There being the planet Earth. That's right. Australia is like the whoopee cushion of the Earth. Okay. It's like when the earth sits its fat ass down, it, it lands America. right on Australia.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then it goes, Pfft. all right. So <laughs> that's why they
1: call it done down under
0: down under from done. down under. This is the Sydney ghost train fire.
1: The chilly winter's evening of June 9th, 1979 was a big night for Jason Holman and his four mates. You see, they live in Sydney, Australia, and their winters and summers occur at opposite times of the year than for people in the northern hemisphere. So it was not unusual that it was a chilly winter's evening in June. What was unusual was that for the first time, Jason and his friends had their parents permission to go out that evening on their own. Quote, it was hard to get permission, very it was hard to get permission, very hard. And I
0: That's Boston. Is that Boston? That's Boston. We slid in and I, Boston And end.
1: I remember I remember it went on for weeks. <laughs> you <keep> doing JFK? <laughs>
0: That's three JFKs in a row.
1: (laughs) He later recounted, Jason and his four chums, all age 12 or 13, uh, went to school together and had done since kindergarten. Now they're about to celebrate one of those mile markers on any young person's journey to adulthood. The lads decided to celebrate the evening at a popular local amusement park, a place that touts itself as, quote, just for fun. Quote, We were headed to Luna Pack, and it was like the biggest thing I'd ever experienced in my life. Is that
0: yeah? That's better. That's was way that better.
1: better. Yeah, it's all right. Just it's it's gonna get there. So so, you know, yeah. First time they get to go out on their own, and they're going to and
0: they're thirteen. Is that, that's what we're twelve saying? and thirteen. Okay, yeah.
1: They uh, went to school together, and so they they've been they would grown up together. It's like I think of like the uh, South Park kids, right? Okay, except there's five of them. So South Park plus like Butters. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: a huge deal to get to go out. By yourself, with yeah. it's friends. First time they get to to go yeah, out man. without the parents. Even if you just go to the movies and shit, it just feels exciting. You're just like, I'm out here with my boys, right? Let's go. Yeah. You you start to feel like an adult. You get that. You start to get that independence. Yeah, you're like nobody could tell me shit. And they're like, yeah, out kids, you got to get in line. You're like, yes, sir. You're yeah. Right, yeah. Sorry.
1: Lying underneath the northern end of Sydney Harbour Bridge, Luna. P- <laughs> I do kind of <clears> go into <throat> Boston a little bit. Um, oh no! You go through the hard. I go Boston. through a lot of <laughs> a, a of lot of a lot of places. Uh, Luna Park Sydney opened on October fourth, nineteen thirty-five. It was built in the style of the Coney Island, New York amusement park of the early twentieth century, and famously features a giant smiling face whose mouth forms the main entrance to the park. Cool. Very. So cool. you know that kind of Coney Island. Oh hell yeah! I've been to Coney um, that
0: Island. Style. You've been there. Yeah. Really? What oh, was yeah. it? How was it? Uh, Shitty, to be honest. Sorry that all the old people from Coney Island. It was cool to be there because I've heard about it. Right. See movies filmed on it. Right. You've seen Um, uh, the Warriors? Yeah, of course. They came from Coney Island. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was just. Warriors
1: come out to play. It was
0: just like you're in Myrtle Beach. It was just shit and shitty. Old, (laughs) really? Lots of people, too many people. do, Do they
1: still have amusement park rides and all that stuff?
0: Yeah, when I went, they did have it. Okay, they still, so they're and still... I'm sure they still are there. Okay. But, yeah, I didn't go there. But they any. weren't cool? Like, it didn't make it was place... Just a roll, it was just a roller coaster. It I think it's just one roller coaster and then some it? other shit. Wow. As far as I can remember, you yeah. know, I'm not a Coney Island expert. So, it wasn't anything special? No. I mean, my, f- my whole family's from up there. They don't fuck with Coney Island. Yeah. <laughs> they're from Long Island.
1: They're from Long Island. Uh, well, that's, you know, I guess that makes sense, though. Everything kind of uh, decays after a while. Coney Island yeah. Coney Island Had it's day Same same with Atlantic City I think Yeah Also in Decay You know Like not did, heard good things About that place
0: Being there Cool Like nostalgia wise That's like Like I was saying Like right. you, you know You've seen it before But there's just nothing like It didn't blow your socks off Because it's just a fucking Boardwalk with Regular yeah. ass people That go there every single day And they yeah. don't give a shit That you're there So I mean it's nothing so, I just want to clarify <laughs> The block, the I want to bl- clarify that I did not think it was special. The blocks didn't knock your socks off.
1: So the park had enjoyed an excellent track record for safety over its decades of operation and was and still is a favorite local spot. By the 1970s, however, the park's age was beginning to show, and the owners began investing money to redesign and repaint the park and add new rides. Over $3 million uh, was put into the park uh, in the six years leading up to 1979. However, despite the investment— Many of the park rides, which had been around since the 1930s, were in dire need of repair. On April 18th, 1979, the park suffered its first major accident when, on the Big Dipper roller coaster ride, 13 people were injured when a mechanical failure caused a cart to stop on the track, which
0: was then rear-ended by the next cart coming along at full speed. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this, this ride was the first one constructed at the park. Are you talking about the Big Dipper? Oh, the big—is that the Big Dipper? So this was the roller coaster
1: where the, the this first kind of major accident they had at the park um, happened just a couple months before what we're going to talk about to, uh, on this episode, and it happened with the the Big Dipper roller coaster. Uh, one of the, the the wheels came off their tracks or something, and it like dug into the wood framing, causing the cart to just jam to a halt, and then the next. You know, it car comes it. along just slammed into it. Thirteen people were probably whiplash and that sort of thing. Maybe some Ooh. broken bones though. Who knows?
0: Whiplash is awful. Have you had had it before? Uh
1: not yeah. like on a level where I need to like go to a doctor about it or
0: anything. Have you? Yeah, but you Did know, you what I, were you in a car right? No. I got it from headbanging. Headbanging? Dead serious. Where? like I was at a concert, I was kidding. Like yeah, I was just joking. Like, you know, you know, when we played shows, I would rock the fuck out sometimes. I'd right. black out drunk sometimes. Right. And, just go crazy. It was one of those nights. It was in at the beach. And, so when you were performing, yeah, uh, that's
1: fucking wild.
0: Yeah. And when I woke up the next day, I really thought um, <laughs> I wanted to die because if you've ever had it, you know how painful it is to go going into your head right at the base at, of your, at, skull. At your skull. You feel like something's trying to get out your neck, like something like, or like was, your head's going to pop off, basically. That's what it feels like. Oh, yeah. Pop.
1: That's not where you want your head to
0: pop R- really anywhere. I don't think. And dude, I. I didn't know what to do. Cause I never felt that before. So I woke up and I was panicking and can't could really you, panic in a room full of dudes. Could, you know what I'm l- saying? Let me ask you. Mates. Quick, yeah. Yeah, bro. You gotta,
1: you gotta maintain your alpha status. So I just go, Hey, but I, had, my I a, fucking
0: neck hurts really bad guys. I don't know what's going on. we well, I had a quick question. Could okay. you turn your head? Like yeah. Yeah. I could side turn my, to side. Yeah. Uh huh. Did wasn't, you have, did you have full range of motion of your head? I had full range of motion on my head, but the pain was so awful. I didn't notice that you you would rather not have full. You you would rather have your head blown off because you couldn't take the pain anymore. It didn't matter because it didn't matter how you laid your head. You just felt it. It was just pain. It was like 10 ibuprofen later, and then I went back to sleep. It eased up a little bit. What was like the muscles just like real seized up or something? Seized up, maybe inflammation, something. Both strained. I mean, obviously strained, so I guess the ibuprofen helped that out.
1: Yeah. Don't get whiplash. It shit sucks, man. You don't want that shit. Two months later on June 9th, the Big Dipper was still out of service, but the rest of the park was humming along, including a popular ride next to the Big Dipper, the ghost train. One of the original park rides, the ghost train was enclosed in a building of timber and corrugated iron. A fire ventilation expert who inspected the ghost train in 1977 uh, described the interior as follows. Quote, it was a maze. I think most people know what a maze is. Pitch dark. I went in there when the maintenance lights are on and I had to find out what material was being used in there. It was timber, all painted black. As a matter of fact, even with the light on, I was bumping into partitions in the wall. It was a timber ceiling. I would have got lost even with the lights on. The only way I could keep going was to follow the railway track. Hey,
0: wow! Thank you, dude. I had my eyes closed. I had to open my eyes to make sure it was still you. <laughs> is that, is that Crocodile crazy. Dundee? That's crazy! Wow, that was that was great. Uh, in addition to the
1: interior being a pitch black maze, uh, or rather, as a natural corollary to it, there were no lit uh, or marked exit signs, making the possibility of escape, especially for children or adolescents, Uh, nearly impossible. Indeed, the ghost train had been inspected by the local council and fire brigade in 1977. That's when that fire ventilation expert made that quote and found it to be a fire risk. Luna Park's management was given two years to adopt 10 fire protective measures. uh, And by May 1979, these measures had not been undertaken and the owners were granted another 12 months to A, install emergency lighting, B, mark emergency exits, and C, at a hose reel inside the ride.
0: Yep, they didn't do any of those.
1: But the tragedy happened a month later. Oh. On June 9th, 1979, as closing time approached, Jason and the boys had time for one last ride before they needed to head home to their waiting parents. They decided to take a ride on the ghost train.
0: So what do you think a ghost train sounds like? It's whistle.
1: So it's whistle.
0: Yeah. Is it like, Ooh, (laughs) like that? Yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Cool. I'm I'm glad we could reach conclusions quickly like that. Yeah. But I mean, it's, that's just, it's the most logical thing.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) sure is. (laughs) Two of his friends, Jonathan and Richard boarded one carriage and the other two, Michael and Seamus, the next while Holman sat alone in a carriage behind them quote we waited we were patient we were still excited still nervous probably had too much sugar Holman recalled yes he watched his friends disappear through the swinging entrance doors marked hell's doorway it was the last time he would ever see them and that's that's, I guess you know most people don't get that much of a grand entrance into the next world to fucking just straight up hey here's the doorway Uh, but that's how it went for them The the moment Jason's carriage uh, nudged the doors, an attendant, so he was about to go in himself, an attendant yanked him out of his seat. Quote, there was just a man with panic written all over his face, he later said. Unbeknownst to Jason, a fire had started somewhere inside the black labyrinth. Staff at the adjacent River Caves ride had noticed smoke pluming from the entrance and exits to the ghost train ride and had called the fire department. So take us back minutes earlier, Jenny Godson had been waiting in line for the ghost train ride with her husband, John and their two sons, Damien and Craig ages uh, six and four respectively when she suddenly, and this is true, suddenly got an overwhelming desire for ice cream, something she didn't usually eat. She asked her boys if they wanted ice cream and they said, nah, nah. So that was that she went to get ice cream and her husband and sons went to get fire screams. (laughs)
0: Oh, my God. Uh, I can't. That's a crazy story. I did not know that. Yeah. So, oh man, she could have saved her whole family. I, you right. know what? I wouldn't have gone either. Well,
1: you know, if somebody here's I'll, I'll give you this advice, uh, macabre mob. Yeah. Uh, when somebody offers you ice cream, you take it. From now on. I'll always take somebody up on an ice cream offer. That's true. Damn. That's just one of life's things, man. You got you to take those. You know, people aren't offering you ice cream every day. So whenever somebody offers you ice cream, you say yeah, you'll yeah, take some ice
0: cream. Yeah, I. You say that you say that now, knowing this, but I don't think I would have gone either. I would have been like, yeah, oh, we've been standing in line for this ride. Yeah. What the fuck are it's, you talking it's, about? It's it's true. It's so. it's reasonable.
1: And I mean, this it might have been. I don't know how cool this ride was. It might have been dope. They said it was for kids though, but I mean, apparently well, it was
0: pitch black in there, and and fire. There's fire in there too. Well, it was scary as fuck. I mean, it was scary. And it was like a maze.
1: When she made her way back over to the ghost train, she was met with the ominous sight of smoke rising from the building. She saw attendants frantically getting patrons off the train as it emerged from the tunnels, but she didn't see her husband or her sons. Inside the ghost train, a thick black smoke was quickly filling the building. Passengers began kicking down partition walls and finding fire exit doors to safety, and then the screaming began. Mm. In a matter of minutes, the riot exploded with fire. This fire was something different. This fire was just nuts, out of control, and massive, dwarfing us, Holman recalled. The noise was deafening. After viewing that inferno, I've started to cry, We, myself. Have the start of the meltdown. I've just lost it. As I'm retreating, the smoke, the flames, the absolute mayhem starts to kick in, Holman said. He described standing outside the ghost train watching passengers come out, waiting for his friends to emerge from the ride too. He then saw an image he's never been able to forget. Empty carriages coming out in flames, traveling along on the mechanical track.
0: If I'm that kid and I see that, I think there might be a chance, right? Unless the building's completely burning down at this point. Right. Because you're, you're still, you're seeing it. So they might've got gotten out and tried to get to safety, but that might also be the problem, right? We'll get to that in just a moment. All right. I know you're supposed to keep your hands and feet inside at all times. So I guess that means you're the rest of your body as well. So
1: firefighter, firefighters responded within five minutes of receiving the call. All right. Good uh, response
0: time. We've seen, we've seen, yeah, good, seen, response, good times. response times.
1: But the thing is when something goes up, that's flammable. And I mean, once, once something goes up, it goes up quick and
0: then it comes down.
1: Uh, yeah. So, and it's not a whole lot you can do. It's right. kind of, it's going to burn itself out. You, uh, they just kind of do what they, they, Got to keep it from spreading, that sort of thing. But they can't douse a fucking inferno, you know? Right. And this Uh, is still... I mean, literally burn itself out. This is the 70s, so... It's 19... Yeah, exactly. No sprinkler system,
0: and they didn't put the hose in.
1: Again, so yeah, firefighters responded quickly, but here's the thing. Fire is quick, too. It's real quick. The fire enveloped the building within minutes, and it would take firefighters over an hour to put it out. There were believed to be about 35 people on the ride at the time the fire began, and most were evacuated by staff and patrons as their cars exited from the tunnel. However, and despite initial hopes to the contrary, not everyone had escaped the inferno. Once the fire was doused, firemen came upon a tragic and macabre scene. The bodies of the godsons were found huddled together, John's arm outstretched in a desperate final attempt to shield his two little boys from the blaze. Also found were the bodies of Jonathan Billings, Richard, Charles, Carroll, Michael, David Johnson, and Seamus Ra- Raheely, Riley, Riley.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Um, those were the four chums of our.
0: And they call them tr- college students, know. but that just means. They, they went to
1: Waverly College, but they're in like, they're 12. So they're like middle school age. I, it's, it's just different in, yeah, in yeah. Australia. And okay. I, hey, yeah. Yeah. Any listeners in Australia, any, yeah. Any information uh, you have on this. And how, like, an Australia point of, Australian yes. point of view on this story would be awesome. Please email us. So uh, email us at macabrepod1 mm-hmm. at gmail yeah. dot com. Yes,
0: yeah, so you got to get the dot .com in there or it will not yep. send.
1: Yeah. All of the victims were found outside of their carts. It is possible that they would have had a better chance to make it out had they remained in their carts, which would have eventually taken them to the exit instead of trying to make their way through the already discussed maze-like interior of the ride on foot. However, it is also understandable, in my opinion, their reluctance to rely on the ride to see them to safety since the ride was also on fire.
0: So there we are. We came back to it. So they did say that the ride was on fire. That was by all accounts of all witnesses that I read. That, yeah. that definitely the, the things came out on fire. So probably not better to stay in them. You also said that they were, people were like kicking down the fake walls inside to find exits. Yeah. So I don't think my ass is out of that cart. There's no way I'm staying inside of it.
1: Yeah. It's a, yeah. I, I'm not inclined to stay in cause you don't know how that's I don't know where hold, it's going to, how's it going to continue to function. If there's a fire, it's going to short out and it's going to stop.
0: That's the other thing. You're like, okay, this ride's what on fire. This, yeah, it's like, not probably not going to work anymore, so right, fuck this. Right. I'm not going to just sit here.
1: And I think they were all kind of at the beginning, so they would have had to really find their way through that place. Uh, I guess they couldn't find their way back from where they had just come in, so they were kind of just trapped in there and could yeah. not find their way out. It's already pitch black. The guy said, even with remember that guy said, even with lights on, it was hard to see your way through. I'm just um, trying to imagine being in a pitch black room not –
0: that you're not familiar with and it's a maze and it's on fire i I'm, I'm imagining they did what i would do too and just start pushing anything just put, start running into anything see if it opens up seriously just panicking. you got to do it yeah panicking just yeah. fucking going all out
1: yeah because and it would have been so hot it would have been so in, insanely hot in there and i mean so that and plus the and smoke, the smoke. Would be burning yeah, your lungs dude. and your eyes
0: you probably wouldn't have much time to even go for it so you have to really no. go for it um and then one guy scary. was shielding his kids from like i guess from like fireballs and shit uh i guess
1: the, the flames because uh, that, that's how they found them oh, so. that's so scary yeah
0: man it's easy to understand why uh, obviously they got out of their carts i don't think there was another choice like it's almost like uh, when reading the story i was like are they condemning them from getting out of the carts what the fuck man they had no choice they had to get out of the fucking carts yeah, you have to be pretty ballsy to just be like, No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm gonna sit here. This thing is
1: gonna get, get us out of here. You just gotta you just gotta have,
0: have faith in it. And it wasn't the lo- ride Oh, for a second I thought they were logs. Wouldn't that be ironic? Just wooden logs and they're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> fucking, fucking <laughs> burning logs <laughs> like fuck it. like the log It fluid. May it
1: turn into a Christmas ride. I, I do I do wonder how scary this ride was. Like was like, there stuff w- jumping style? out of it? I guess there there was no actors in there. They didn't say yeah. anything like that. So, like, I wonder just what, like, stuff jumping out at you. It was probably, like, just, like, ghosts and black cats and shit. Probably, like, not actually, like, not, like, cut off arms and legs and stuff. Yeah. And it probably wasn't
0: scary, scary. Well, just in case you don't know what a ghost train is, it's a pretty, uh, like, generic name for just a dark ride with a scary theme. Right. So, But I'm
1: saying that what the scary theme, like, what was it? I don't think it was, like, a... Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre type of thing. I think it was probably like uh, well, a yeah. fucking PG, like Casper the Friendly Ghost type of oh, shit. Oh, yeah, dude, dude. There was nothing in there. There wasn't <laughs> any actors in there. Yeah, there's nothing there was definitely
0: scary, like scary, scary big. in this ride. It's probably one of these rides where halfway through you go, we should have gone ice cream with mom. Yeah, exactly. You know?
1: Uh, well, I'm sure at some point they they thought that. But um, did you see the exterior of the ride? It looks badass is a fucking skeleton riding on top of a train engine bursting through the wall and it says uh Hell's Railways like yeah like I'll that's post yeah, it. that's the company that, that that runs the ghost train Hell's <laughs> Railway Hell's Railways um I'll post it and yeah, it it looks it. badass like it looks like the ride will be really fucking cool but I bet it's not yeah it's, well if anybody's been on it
0: I bet a skeleton themed then, since there's a skeleton sure. On a train. Sure. So. Yeah,
1: but that's what makes me yeah, skeletons and ghosts and
0: like that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, good call. If anybody's ever been on yeah, the, if you've been on it, the ghost train. Tell us about tell it. Tell us what it's up. Tell us what's up. Oh, it's called Ghost Train, so it's probably ghosts and skeletons. But then I just said the ghost train is just a generic name. So, anyways, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: To this day, the cause of the fire has never been determined. Police were quick to the theory that it was started by faulty electrical wiring or possibly a cigarette. After an investigation, the coroner's findings reported that the Luna Park ownership had failed in its duty of care to uh, due to cost-cutting and recommended further examination of all the rides at the amusement park. The inquiry found that the seven deaths were caused by uh, car- carbon monoxide poisoning and burns, but that the deaths were ultimately accidental. Many, however, disagreed as far as the deaths being accidental that is you see there was this man named abe saffron and josh why don't you why don't you tell us about him
0: well 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 that brings us to as a matter of fact that's the facts about that today the that of which i have facts for is mr abe saffron abram gilbert saffron aka mr sin aka mr big australian crime a.k.a. the boss of the cross, which is a reference to King's Cross Red Light District, where he owned numerous businesses, was born on October 6, 1919 in Annandale, New South Wales. Aside from being a nickname hoarder, he was also an Australian hotelier. So he ran a hotel. Right. A nightclub owner and property developer who was one of the major figures in organized crime in Australia in the later half of the 20th century he kicked off his life of crime fresh out of the navy becoming involved in a nightclub called the roosevelt where he would sell black market liquor in the club which in turn made himself in the club a lot of fucking money uh, how right. much money you ask how much money did he make upwards of a thousand dollars a week and this is in 1950 which would be eleven thousand dollars a week today nice yeah so he was crushing it <laughs> yeah so this led, all this money making and all this swindling led to him opening up nightclubs, strip joints, sex shops, all in King's Cross. As Gambling, prostitution, mm-hmm, all did, of it. drugs. Did he make money off of drugs? Alcohol was his his uh, way in. Got it. Okay. So one of the most contentious incidents of Saffron's career, he was rumored to be involved in a disappearance and the presumed murder of a publisher of a newspaper who was anti him. She did not like him. Her name was Juanita Nielsen. And in July 1975, so she, she disappeared.
1: A, a plucky young reporter who's yep. looking getting, into getting snooping, the, snooping around, getting the scoop. I'm gonna get the scoop on this, uh, on this. Uh, what was his name again? Abe Saffron. Abe, Abe Saffron. I'm gonna get the scoop on this guy. She didn't and, get the scoop on him. She disappeared. And she ass. went snooping around, and he sent some of his goons. He
0: sent some of his goons over. Yep. And they, um, and then she disappeared. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, because he never got got anything. Right. Allegedly. Later on, people the, people say that yeah. Later on, the guy who did get convicted of it was uh, James McCartney Anderson, and guess what he did? He managed the club that Abe Saffron uh, owned. Mm-hmm. So, an uh, associate, <laughs> even though he still he still denies it. So, in March of two thousand twenty one, ABC, and that is the Australian Broadcasting Company aired an investigative documentary series called The Ghost Train Fire, which directly implicated Safran in the arson plot at Luna Park, Sydney in 1979. Former senior police officers testified on camera that Safran ordered the crime, which was swiftly and systematically covered up by corrupt police and government figures. So
1: right off the bat people were pointing their finger at him. So it was alleged uh, he had coveted that that property for over 20 years. Yes. And the fire in the ghost train would be lit as a trigger to evict the incumbent tenants and gain control of the park lease for himself and certainly in the wake of the fire the current the then current lessee uh, their lease was not renewed as a result and Ultimately, a couple of his own associates, his cousins Hal and Cole Goldstein, and his nephew Sam Cowper, ran the company that won control of Luna Park after the fire, and he also had a hundred game machines installed at the park. This was all after the fire. Yeah, so, so this, is, this is why people are really like, hey, this guy is responsible because he was also this same around this same time, uh, in the two years following the Luna Park fire, there were seven other fires that Saffron was believed to be associated with. So this was an M.O. for this guy. Yeah. And so a report was done in 1986, I believe, uh, by the National Crime Authority. The report was also critical of the police investigation into the Luna Park fire. Two witnesses had noticed bikies. And now, bikies, are uh, their motorcycle, ga- motor- motorcycle gang, like Hells Angels, okay. those type of guys. They call them Bikies down under. Oh, Bikies. Okay. Bikies. Gotcha. They've got you. They've got good names for stuff. They really cut to the point. So some people noticed some Bikies near or on the ghost train uh, just before the fire. Uh, unfortunately, their assertions were not acted upon by the police or followed up at, at the inquest, uh, the report said. And so basically it was alleged, and, and there's a lot of evidence to this fact that Saffron had police in his back pocket. I'm sure he did. Kind of like, uh, you remember like um, Jack Nicholson and. That movie where everyone gets that they're parted,
0: where everyone gets shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that movie's fucking awesome. But yeah, I'm sure he did. And he did have a motive to burn it down. So who knows if he did it or not. But his, uh, what was his niece or whatever came out with the story and was talking about it? So
1: his niece, Anne Buckingham, told the Sydney Movie uh, Morning Herald in 2007 that her late uncle, Abe Saffron, was behind the fire, but that he, I don't think, quote, I don't think people were meant to die. Uh, She later retracted that uh,
0: statement. I don't think he meant to kill people. If it was him, I don't think he meant to kill four, actually six kids and one adult. Like I don't, I don't think anybody sets out to kill anybody. Yeah. Somebody in that kind of business. He's not in the murder business. He was in the money making business and the dirty cops, dirty, you know, kind of like a mobster. Yeah. Kind of like a mobster. Yeah. Um, but for just for fun, here's a list of crimes he was arrested for over the years. Illegal alcohol sales, of course. And dealing in sto- stolen goods, illegal gambling, prostitution, uh, bribery, extortion. So no murders. And his big crime that she that he went to jail for for seventeen months only in nineteen eighty seven was federal tax evasion. They always get you on tax evasion. Yeah, they do. You you better pay them their fucking
1: money. You can kill as many civilians as you want. You kill Somebody seven people, but you better damn pay. You better pay Uncle Sam or what or, or Uncle, Uncle fucking. <laughs> Uncle Rory or whatever. <laughs> what's, this, what's an Australian name? Uh, well, Uncle. That's a good Australian. I don't. Name, know what Paul? is a what is a proper
0: Australian name? What's crocodile Dundee's Paul. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Paul. You better pay Uncle you Paul. Pay Uncle Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Paul was looking for his money in Australia. So, anyways, he died in, at the age of uh, eighty-six in Australia in uh, two thousand six. And just in case, yeah, that, that was out Abe, there. Ape saffron died. Abe saffron. Yeah. Right. Just in case. No one out there believed he had money because uh, some of the cops and stuff, they didn't believe he had any money. They thought he was all bullsh- full of shit. He actually left his son half a million dollars when he died. He had eight grandchildren, which he left $1 million to a piece. He had a mistress, which would receive a lifetime annuity of $1,000 a week and three apartments. And then he left something to his daughter, another $1,000 a week. And then he was said to give $10 million to various charities. So the man had money. Clearly. Yeah. And that concludes, as a matter of fact, that's the facts about that. So one of the people who worked on the renovation work that we
1: mentioned uh, during the 70s at the park was an artist named Martin Sharp, who on April 23rd of 1979 wrote a letter to the Premier of uh, New South Wales, which is like the province or whatever where this Mm -hmm. is located, warning that he believed a serious accident was becoming inevitable at, at Luna Park as the necessary reparation work uh, at the park was more than management could handle. Sharp failed to send the letter until the day after the fire with a note that he was ashamed he had not sent it when he wrote it. And I just thought like, like, dude, just don't even bother. Like, yeah, why, <laughs> like, send it? like why are you why? sending it now? Like, yeah, thanks. Thanks, buddy. You're just going to feel as bad. You, f-
0: What what are you doing? That-
1: thanks a lot. <laughs> what kind of... Could have used – this could have been uh, helpful, like – Who does um, – what kind of person at is At this that? time the day – yesterday, you, like, he wrote it and held on to it for, for Whoa, several – for a couple months, bizarre. and then the day after, it was like, oh, shit. I, I should – I almost feel like – and no, I think the guy actually has, like, um, been vocal about um, finding out what really happened, so I'm not trying to shit on the guy. But it's kind of – it makes me think of, like, um, he – he wanted to be in the story and he's like, Oh yeah. shit. I was going to warn them about that. Let me just, I'm going to put this under the, the under the guy's uh, door and, and just be like, yeah, Hey, I, I sent it. I, I told them about this
0: shit. <laughs> it's literally like something that I would do. I'd be like, all right, I got to send this out today for sure. Don't feel like going to the mailbox. I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow you forget. And then the next day you're like, shit, the next day it's a fire. And mm-hmm. you're like, fuck, but this is where I stop. I go throw the letter away now. I don't need to send shit yeah, anymore. it anymore, and yeah. nobody knows. Like, sorry to hear. Well, but, the thing is, yeah. like, I get it because, like, if
1: you had sent it beforehand, you'd look like, uh, like a genius. You would look like the guy they should have fucking listened to. You look brilliant. Yeah. So I get where he's come from. Like, fuck, I should have sent that letter. But it's like, you, dude, you missed it. You missed the boat. You didn't send it when you should have. Because you probably put a state's like, oh, what if I get in trouble? And if I have send it. And All they're right. like, they're like, hey, shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah. Or you, well, you do this. It gets there and they go, what the fuck? This is late, dude. And you go, fucking USPS or whatever it is down there. What? I, I, I said, said this that a, then, days ago. And then
1: go burn the post office down. Be like, <laughs> I warned them. I warned I, them. I, warned I, warned I was going to burn their, their
0: fault. Th- well, and did, we, could, did we say <laughs> USPS? Yeah. USPS or whatever is in Australia. <laughs> Oh, uh, the U. It's the ASPS. The ASPS.
1: That's right. <laughs> um. So it. This. This. Um. All went down. It all started at 10:15 p.m. on a Saturday evening, which was the same time and day as the Coconut Grove fire.
0: Um. In what year, though? How many years Well, uh, d- way far
1: apart. Like yeah. n- This was 1979. The other one was 1942.
0: In different timelines, maybe they're going on at the same time. Huh? No,
1: well, but, yeah, exactly. It's still having the same. So, if you're out, basically, you're out uh, around 10:15 on a Saturday evening, just fucking be careful. Yeah. Just be careful. It's statistically a bad time um, as far as fires go. Well, it's a good time for the fire. It's bad for the people uh, getting burned. Uh, yeah,
0: this is June 9th, so just stay inside, possibly.
1: Another parting thought. It w- sucks to be the one adult who dies alongside six children. Because by default, everyone's going to care less about your death because six fucking kids died. So I was like, oh, no. And like, oh, an and, uh, adult man dies. Like,
0: oh, that sucks. Yeah, He, he should have gotten one out, and then that one would have been it, like, this man tried to save all of us, but he... Well, and then it's all... all. It, All of a sudden on him. Yeah, well, that would be... He's hero.
1: That would be great. My thought was he should have just got the fuck out and lived. And be like, damn it. Damn, fucking six kids died. Shit.
0: Fuck these kids. I didn't see anybody
1: Um, in there. I thought they all got out. You just better just get out But sir, you just said fuck these kids. (laughs) No. You know what? I mean, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sometimes it's good to be the fifth wheel. Our buddy Jason Holman, it it was two to a cart, and so... The other four lads filled up the first two carts, so he was stuck by himself on that last cart. Kind of fifth wheel, but that saved
0: his life. That did save his life. Mr. Holman. Okay. And that is my final parting thought.
1: Just to keep it... uh, So, yeah, that's the story. It's fucking crazy, but keep it spooky out there. It's that time of year. Yeah, spooky. Uh, Fucking enjoying it. Yeah. Trying to celebrate Uh, watching scary movies, go back to the classics, the ones you'd enjoy, the ones you love, watch Halloween, uh, watch Nightmare on Elm Street five, which was the only one I hadn't seen before. Okay. And
0: it was pretty wild. i tell you what, man, you know what I did? What are you doing to celebrate? I'm, I got a list of movies. I got a list of movies for you. Okay. And of your, of what, what is this list? This list is movies that are Halloween movies that aren't necessarily scary but just good ass fucking movies. Right. All right. And then I have a list of movies that are Halloween movies that you had no fucking idea were Halloween movies guaranteed. Okay. So let me just start with the classic Hocus Pocus. Right. Great movie. Right. Okay. Definitely Halloween movie. Casper. Yeah. E.T. Yeah. Okay. Are these all Disney so far? E.T. might not. No, E.T.'s not. Okay. And then scary movie. Of course. The Scary Movie franchise. Oh, Scary Movie. Yeah. Right. Donnie Darko is a Halloween movie. Yeah.
1: Donnie Darko is one Uh, y- you should go back to like every October.
0: Yeah, it's an awesome movie. It's not
1: g- Halloween and generally in a, just a general October movie. It's it's good.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah.
1: Okay. I haven't seen that in a minute. I haven't seen any Ernest movies in a while, but yeah.
0: Let's go with another classic, Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: I, I I seen n- it. I never fucks with Nightmare Before Christmas. I have seen parts of it. It was never. I never got into it.
0: The thing is, you you have to like claymation, which you do. I know you do, but you also have to like musicals. Yeah. So it's a little bit of like a niche.
1: I feel like if it's one of those. It's sort of like Goonies, which I also never saw when I was younger. That I might like if I would watched it when when I was younger, but I never did watch it, and so now it's kind of like i I never watched the Goonies. I'm like that's why I can relate to to me. uh uh Blake. You're fucking You're kidding me. Is, yeah, I have not. I've also not watched uh, Goonies. We have don't to have, watch, have any nostalgia for it.
0: It's so fucking good, man! It's one of the best movies ever made in our in our childhood for sure. Uh, I mean, there's better movies. Oh, uh, you never seen it? How the fuck do you know? Have you I ever, know. Have you ever seen The Craft? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good movie. Um. What about which movie? I don't know if this is Halloween or set in Halloween time or not, but Edward Scissorhands. Uh, it's oddly almost a Christmas movie. I thought so too because it does it, snow at one point. It, Tim Burton
1: has a thing of meshing Christmas and Halloween for some reason. But yeah, it can. I think it can work either way. I he's mean, got Vincent Price. Yeah, in it, and you know it's. Uh, it's got definitely Halloweenness to it, so it seems like it's Halloween. gothic. Yeah, yeah. So. this
0: is another one that seems like Halloween. Beetlejuice, yes, okay, great movie, right? Yeah, another one that seems like Halloween. Adams Family,
1: yeah, oh yeah, that's definitely Halloween or just in the style, you know, gothic, Victorian, all that shit. Love it.
0: Uh, have you ever seen the Witches? the eighties version where they, they turn the kids into the into mice. mice.
1: Yeah. I watched that just cool. the other night, Shit. uh, that when I was a kid, that movie it's scared me bug. like legit was scary. Yeah. Um, when they find his ass, uh, in that fucking when he's hiding, mm-hmm. um, it's terrifying. It's and go, if you're going to watch it, go to do, watch that one and not the newer one. Yeah. I've seen, I've not seen the newer one itself, so maybe it's good. But from what I've seen as far as reviews and like, and that have discussed in depth wh- how the movie plays out and mm-hmm. the special effects they use. It's just not as good. Like, like so many of these fucking remakes are doing that aren't really that good yeah. and aren't adding to the movie. The, the old, the eighties one is, with Angelica Houston yeah, is really definitely the one.
0: It's scary. Or it used to be scary as a kid. I don't know about yeah. it. Well, yeah. It's saw still it good. It still, still holds in. up. It's okay. still good.
1: It's not scary. Obviously when when you're an adult, but it still holds up as a good movie.
0: All right, let's do some movies that are Halloween set. But you probably didn't know it. The Karate Kid?
1: Well, yeah, because remember, they are dressed up like okay. skeletons.
0: Right. Okay. All right. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Batman Forever. Yeah.
1: I do remember that because they, uh, they ambush uh, Alfred at Wayne Manor, they being the Riddler and Two-Face, by pretending to be trick-or-treaters. Okay. And he opens the door to give them candy, and they hit him over the head, and they say, trick. <laughs>
0: Great memory. You're yeah. just pulling this out of your Oh eye. fucking Batman Forever. man. That's I did not share this list with him at all. So yeah. this is this is impressing me right now. What about Big Daddy? Big
1: Daddy, yeah. Uh well I mean it's not I definitely don't happening? think Halloween. I guess, yeah, I guess yeah, it did take place in the fall. I guess there was a Halloween. There
0: must be a Halloween scene in it. Yeah. I I mean I know he I, I know the either. kid
1: has to play uh Ben Franklin in a play, but I don't think it was
0: Halloween. Well, you know. Um, Sh- Showgirls apparently is a Halloween. I never saw Nobody Showgirls. Set, set at Halloween time. Yeah, you never seen Showgirls. Never have seen it with the crazy sex scene with uh Jesse Spano in the pool.
1: I mean, I know I've no you know, of you it. Know the scene though. I know of the scene. Okay. i have not seen it, but yeah, it's I'm aware of it. bizarre
0: shit. I, yeah, I never. <laughs> watched As it. a child, oh my god, I was like, this is the, this is my. You're just shit. sitting,
1: just sitting there, rock hard.
0: Yep. Grumpier old men.
1: Okay, I mean, I just haven't seen that shit. In fucking Walter Matthau and Jack Lemming.
0: Both of them have to be dead, right? They were. Oh yeah, they're they dead. were already they're very they're very dead. old when that movie came they're out.
1: They're very fucking dead, yeah. And so are the two women that ultimately, Sophia Loren and uh, whoever the fuck the other one was.
0: Okay. Well, that's all I got for that list, and you did pretty good. You did very good, actually. Thank you. I have um, I have a couple others that I actually go go for really love, and it's not Halloween. But, uh, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, okay, well, yeah. And then That's in the spirit, I want to talk about, have you seen It Follows? Yes. G- uh, very good movie. Very good movie. Very clever. Um, I, out of the box thinking not a Halloween movie, but just, yeah, well, cr- it's a pretty, pretty crazy.
1: It's definitely in the horror genre. So you, you definitely could watch yeah. it around this time of year. Yeah. Great example of less is more. Mm hmm um where it's just a simple premise and they can make just a person walking towards you
0: fucking terrifying terrifying and then when you actually get the premise when if you haven't seen the movie I'm not going to spoil it for you because it's really cool but when you understand what's going on then you start thinking like how the fuck could you actually make this go away and then there you go online you google it there's people who've drawn maps there's people who've drawn ways devices that you could possibly get Rid of the did it. any did
1: anybody talk about going onto an island?
0: Yeah, but it can it can go through water though. This is the thing. So I don't want to spoil anything anymore. But just watch it follows. It's really interesting. Very interesting.
1: Um. Well, that yeah, it follows. Uh. Well, I mean, again, it's horror. It's it's yeah. Halloween, and you know, I mean, not Halloween the the holiday necessarily as far as in the movie, but yeah, it's, it's definitely scary. a horror movie. Yeah, it's good w- for this time of year. I was really um,
0: I wanted to be on the nose for one of the lists and just kind of.
1: Yeah. You know. Well, I also wanted to recommend uh, The Shivering Truth on, oh okay. uh, if, if you have HBO Max, it's on there, on the Adult Swim. And it's fucking, it's surreal and it's kind of crazy. Trippy? Um, yeah, it's pretty trippy. Is it scary? It's not scary. It's not necessarily, I feel like it, it still fits the vibe of this okay. time of year. Yeah. It's kind of macabre. All right, um, but it's not scary as such. It's more trippy and surreal.
0: Well, everything I just listed was not really scary. You know, no. I don't really do well, jump scare shit. So, and... well, I
1: mean, it. I mean, it depends. Uh, so, like, I feel like a lot of modern stuff. It just it, they go overboard with all that shit. Like, where it's like, it's not even a good movie. They're just trying to fucking jump scare you the whole time. Yeah, and that's what I'm looking for. But now. there are good movies. Uh, what was that one? Um, good movies, not jump um, fucking hereditary. A no well, hereditary was good there's only been the babadook that's the one okay. i was thinking of. have
0: you seen that no but i know that's there's been a handful that's a good one a handful of modern horror movies that are actually it, yeah. brilliantly and, made
1: and babadook i think is an australian production maybe new zealand but nice yeah so I check that one, that one out okay that's a that's a good movie that's scary yeah you're right hereditary fucking freaky ass movie Just, What's where the right, well, where little fun. girl gets her head knocked yeah. off? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the mo- that's the one.
0: Because I didn't know if I was talking about Insidious. I've never seen Insidious.
1: I've seen the first one. Um, it's all right. I, is- they they rely too much on that whole tiptoe through the tulip shit. It's it doesn't really land for me and i was just like it's kind of whatever but it, the, it's the, the demon thing I'm, uh
0: yeah that's, i'm not that's what I don't, i'm I didn't not real it was, into the demon stuff me neither or the hair in front of the face shit anymore and no walking well, backwards that's, that's totally and stuff. Not, i, that I, I feel
1: like that's done though the the japanese Whoa. like uh yeah could like twisted and contorted person yeah that yeah looks like they've been like fucking sitting in a tub for five days
0: I don't know. where. So where are we at right now with horror movies? One movie that just came out this week on HBO Max, Malignant, or last week. I saw, I have not. Is actually about um, a twin that was absorbed and it comes alive in the back of her fucking head and then her arms twist around and shit like that, like break, essentially oh break. But it's just exactly what we were just talking about. I don't want to see hair over your face. Right. So her hair goes over her face and then also there's uh, a face in her back of her head. Uh, yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: And that's, that's what it is. And it's just like. I'd rather see psychological shit at this point than well, it's monsters gotta be, and it, freaky things like that.
1: It's funny because it's like horror movies kind of have this, or kind of like looked down upon, and yet I think they're some of the best movies when they're done well. Like in their heart, they're some of the hardest movies, I think, to do well. Because that's, that's because cause if it's good, it's fucking like intense, yeah, like uh, psychologically, like. um but there's a lot that aren't good. And that's what but there's that's so what much down upon, but there's so much that can just tropes. formulaic. You can go with yep. the formula. Like in the eighties, it was all a uh, masked slasher movies. At like camps and stuff. Somebody. Yeah. yeah somebody. At a, yeah. Camp slumber party, fucking sorority house. I think that's why um, on Friday,
0: um, the 13th nightmare. On, I'm sorry. Nightmare on Elm street was so different at the time. Cause it's, through it, your G- it, dreams and shit, he's it not coming stood to the out. camp. To, yeah, yeah,
1: it was Wes Craven. Uh, per, it was West Craven's creation, so it it definitely stood out from that. All that, um, you know, masked, silent, gigantic killer trope. And so Freddy was always my favorite, but me too. But Jason is cool too. I, I'm. I, I mean, I'm down. with J- It's funny how Jason emerged as like. So it's basically like he's cool. But then all the, the many other like masked because there's a bunch of them yeah. from the and well, nobody yeah. remembers because like they, they're just kind of forgotten. So a It's kind of it. funny how like he made it. And I think I probably because he had the hockey mask. Yeah, Michael Myers made it, of, made, made it, of course. Well, yeah, because because he was OG. That's the first one. Yeah. That's that's what set all these movies off was Michael Myers. In fact, I just watched Halloween just uh, the other night. That's that's a good one to watch. An original or the first one, okay. John Carpenter's. I'm gonna watch the second one too. Cool. Well, they did Jason Goes to Manhattan, and he was in Manhattan for like five minutes. <laughs> they spent the whole fucking movie trying to get his ass to Manhattan. <laughs> it, it is cool, though, when he gets there. It, it, if they hadn't managed the budget to actually have. So they the reason was because they could not afford to film in Manhattan. So there's like a part in Times Square, and that's and even the rest of the New York stuff, they're in like a sewer or something where <laughs> it's a sound stage. They could not afford to shoot in Manhattan. But it's too bad because it would have been really cool, I think. Yeah, but I like. I mean, I, yeah, as bad as they are, I like all those sequels to the uh, Jason movies and the Freddy movies. Even they, you know, they're pretty. Some are pretty bad.
0: Yeah, some of them really fucking suck. And you know, there's something that I've never seen is Candyman. Yeah, I've, I've never seen a single Candyman. Candyman movie. I, I I
1: saw it a lot when I was a kid. I've seen it, and it's fucking terrifying. Um, because Candyman's dark figuratively. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dark movie movie movie, movie uh, movie, uh movie.
1: content theme wise it, thematically uh it's dark uh, uh it's not like joking around like freddy um but it's intense too all those bees and shit and that hook that's like in the stump of his fucking
0: arm that's all i know about it i've never seen it otherwise so <laughs> So I think what you took away from this part part two was uh, go watch Donnie Darko. Well, watch
1: all your favorites. Yeah. Get, just watch to get yourself in the spirit and celebrate.
0: Yeah. Watch It Follows. And what was the thing on um, Adult Swim one more time? The Shivering Truth. Shivering Truth. Just go watch those things. Keep talking about us out there. Tell everybody. Tell your friends. we got another Halloween show coming up next week, too. So uh, it's a Macabre Reality Bites special, Halloween special. So we hope you enjoy that. Please stay safe out there and be careful not to find yourself in your own macabre reality. Bye-bye.